People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Isley. I like everything about him. All right. On today's episode, we have Madeline Schwartz. She is a certified personal trainer, uh, fitness nutrition specialist, uh, all around awesome chick. And Natalie found her on the internet where she runs a mother of... Mom of Multiples Facebook page, but it's a fitness fitness uh, page for moms of multiples there you go which i thought was awesome and if you're listening to this and you're like i'm not a mom of multiples how is this gonna fit me just stick with us guys this will fit you <laughs> yes as magicians we have to fit in boxes we're traveling all around the country and um we have to stay in shape and it's hard so having somebody that can check in with you and help you out and um tell you how to eat right exercise and especially for natalie get back in shape after giving birth um Madeline's been a godsend. So, uh, everybody, let's welcome Madeline. Woo! Hey, girl, how are you? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Doing well. Um, yeah, out here in, in California. So, thanks again for having me on your podcast. Oh, no problem. Thank you for being here. So, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, as far back as I know is um, your basketball days in college. But um, where you end up working out, exercising, and all that in high school as well? So, yeah, I mean, growing up in California, you know, the outdoors are super accessible, especially in um, Northern California and in the San Francisco area. So as a kid, you know, growing up, we would always go for hikes and, you know, outdoors, camping, that sort of thing. So really, as a kid, um, it just kind of was so natural to me. Um, and then, yeah, I started playing sports, you know, in elementary school, specifically basketball, um, all through middle school and in high school. Um, and just really fell in love with the sport and athletics. And um, so that's kind of what got me started into the whole fitness world. And then I decided in high school that I wanted to be educated more on how the body works and how it functions as a whole. Um, and then I went to San Francisco State and studied kinesiology. So that's kind of where it all started. Wow. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I've... I like being outdoors. I hate working out. Let me, I just put it bluntly. I hate working out. So that's, that's my problem. (laughs) I really have to convince myself to do it. Exactly. That's the hard part about it, which is why, you know. Yeah. You, you always hear people like find something that you love to do and you'll, you'll want to do it. And I'm like, I have yet to find that. I've tried yoga, I've tried Pilates, I've tried workout DVDs, I've tried the treadmill, I've tried just winging my own thing. <laughs> yeah, None I, of it's I fun. Don't enjoy, I don't enjoy sprinting on the treadmill, I'm good. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but it's more than just working out, I suppose, too. It's overall health, it's making yourself, well, for us, fitting in boxes, that's right. the main thing. Madeline, you got to think, some of these illusions that we have, I mean, they're as expensive as a car. And if you gain 20 pounds, it's like having a car you can't drive because you don't fit in it. It's a constant reminder. These boxes don't give. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how big are the boxes? That's the the thing. (laughs) They need to be as small as possible. Right. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so were you working as a physical therapist while you were in college or did that happen after? 
that happened uh, kind of during and after. Um, my dad actually got into a pretty bad bicycle accident when I was in, I think I was a freshman in college or maybe a senior in high school. Um, and he had to do a bunch of physical therapy. And so that was kind of my, the start of it all for me, um, kind of wanting to get into physical therapy and, and corrective exercise. So that really sparked an interest for me, as bad as it was to see my dad in an accident. Um, Yeah, it kind of really sparked that interest for me. Um, And then so that was kind of my plan was to get, you know, after college, go back to school for physical therapy. So um, I did a lot of, like, volunteer work at hospitals. um, And I had a couple different um, jobs at, like, chiropractic office and physical therapy office as an assistant, actually working with patients and learning how to rehab injuries and that sort of thing. Um, and so that's kind of where my background from corrective exercise really started. And, um, I loved it. I enjoyed it so much, but realized that I really wanted to incorporate that into fitness as well. And so that's kind of where I took the direction for personal training and fitness. So that's, you know, kind of how the corrective exercise really started for me. So were you helping your dad with at-home exercises, or you just watched him go to therapy? Yeah, I pretty much just watched him. I mean, he was in the hospital for, for four months. It was a very bad accident. Goodness. Um, wow. Yeah, luckily he's, you know, fully recovered and okay now, but at the time it was pretty serious. So, um, I mean, he had to learn how to walk again and stuff like that, and that's, mm. um, so, yeah, so I really just watched and took it all in like a sponge. Wow. wow. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. So, I know that you can uh, train people at home and you can do the at-home coaching thing. Um, how far does it go? Do you do the, the diet plans as well? Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so, for the nutrition, you know, I, I will talk with the person who's interested in, you know, a certain goal. And what depending on what that goal is, whether it's weight loss or strength, We'll kind of just tweak their current nutrition, what they're doing right now, because um, I really don't want to make it too hard. That's the, that's the key with kind of my programming is make it simple, right? Or else you're not going to do it. Right. And that's just kind of how, how it is in life. It's like if it's too hard and it's too many changes, most likely it won't be like a lifelong thing, which is kind of what we want with health. Right. Um, overall wellness is something that is sustainable and long-term. Um, so we live long, healthy lives. That's, like you said, enjoyable, but um, again, not too much change. So as far as nutrition, it's not really a meal plan or anything. It's just, again, making tweaks to what you're currently doing. Maybe it's going to be more protein or less carbs or need to eat more or more water, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my approach to it all is just, again, making small changes along the way. Nice. I, li- I like that idea because well- – our problem is, or at least, okay, my problem is, um, I try and keep up with Wes, which I can't do anymore, I've realized, because he will either go, he will either be all in on a diet, 100%, um, <laughs> nothing, no cheating, um, can't even go out to dinner barely and eat anything if you go out with friends, and it just, I, I can't do that, or he is all out, and it's, you know, chips with dinner and ice cream for dessert and brownies and and I'm following along and and I'm gaining way more weight than he is and then when he's all in I'm losing way less weight than he is <laughs> it's all around not fair right so I've, I've just been like I can't I can't follow you anymore I can't do this I gotta 
I want it to be more of a something I can do for a, a lifelong commitment because I want to be able to go out with friends if they're going to a pizza place. I want to be able to have a couple slices of pizza and not freak out that Absolutely. I shouldn't have had yeah. the pizza because it was way too many carbs or something. You know, totally. and me on yeah. the other end, if I'm on a diet, my little girl tries to give me an M M&M. and M. He won't even eat one M M&M. and M. I don't want it, no, because I want the whole bag. That's my problem. And then, and then our little girl is sucking that up, and she's like, "I don't like it when he's on a diet." I'm like, "Well, honey, you don't have to be on a diet. I don't want her going down that road of thinking either." So it's this big old juggling thing of trying to eat right and pass that on to our daughter but not have her thinking the only way you can eat right is by strict diets it's hard it's another and you know most people that i come across actually probably yeah i mean 90 percent of them have that all or nothing mentality and mm-hmm. it's just i don't know society kind of painted that picture for for diets and stuff when it, it really shouldn't be like that um and that's kind of how you break the cycle with the, the yo-yo dieting and the, you know, up and down in weight is learning how to make it fit into your current lifestyle. Um, and that's kind of what I'm all about because I enjoy those things too, you know, yeah. drinks with friends and, you know, going out to dinner and that kind of thing and not stressing too much about one off day. Right. Yes. But usually what gets me off my diet and then it's like, who cares, is when we have 20 hour work days. Yeah. And I'm eating junk to stay awake. I need sugar. I need just something in my mouth or I'll fall asleep and I have a you know a car full of people. I need to protect them. And caffeine what? and feeding your face keeps me <laughs> keeps awake. awake. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's It's got to be hard for you um, traveling all day like that and being able to plan meals. That would be challenging for sure. And, and eating junk on the road. I mean, yeah. at a fast food restaurant. I mean, yeah. I... I I've started Adkins since I've been in pandemic. I gained 30 pounds in pandemic overnight, it seems like. And it's like, now I'm counting carbs. And it's like, I didn't re- I thought chicken nuggets would be a better option, but I didn't realize how much carbs was in the little breading and the chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, so, it makes a huge difference. I had no idea. It's funny because a lot of people associate road trips, including myself, with like all the good stuff, like all the, you know, that's bad for me, all the good fast food and the, and the treats in the car and stuff, so. Okay. Hot tamales, that's that cinnamon, <laughs> that cinnamon and sugar keeps me awake and something chewy. Oh, I could oh, yeah. eat, I could eat, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we do try and be halfway good a lot of times. We'll pack breakfast, we'll pack lunch. But there's only so much you can pack and keep uh, good and not spoil on a in 20 hours without a refrigerator. Right, and, a, yeah, a big cooler or something. Right. So we do our best, but by the end of the day, when you're tired, it's like your guard just goes down, and you you go to a restaurant and you're like, screw it, large fries, please, <laughs> and it's awful. Yeah, you know. so it's just learning how to make, you know, better choices in those situations and, you know. What do you recommend, though? Do you recommend a low-carb or do you recommend different plans for different people? How how do you do that with your training? Um, You know, I sort of recommend a well-balanced um, a well-balanced diet. Um, I do the same for pretty much everyone just because our body definitely needs carbohydrates. Um and again, it's that breaking that, that mental cycle of like fad diets and, 
and that's when you get into the all or nothing kind of mindset um, mm-hmm. of, you know, trying all these different things and it's like, okay, keto and no carbs and there's, you know, all this, all this stuff out there. So for me, I, I recommend keeping a balanced diet, which means, you know, um, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And all, of course, there's healthy carbohydrates like grains and oats and um, brown rice, quinoa, that kind of thing, uh, bread, whole wheat bread. And just making those changes from, you know, like that white flour and switching to whole grains, it's just like a huge difference. Mm. Um, and your body really does need that to function. And that's where that energy comes from is those carbohydrates, which is why you reach for all those sugary foods is because sugar is carbs. Yeah. Um, and so it gives you a, a jolt of energy. Um, and then the, the sugar part is where the, the energy dip comes into play. So that's why uh, lots of people reach for the candy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we definitely um, do when we're that tired, absolutely. Yeah, so with the, like healthy carbs, you don't get that, that energy uh, you know, energy dip. You have a constant level of energy, which keeps you energized all day long, and it kind of stays at that level versus dropping down and then you wanting more. So this may be a stupid question, but you're saying wheat flour instead of like the all-purpose white flour. Is it, yep. Does it equal out to be the same amounts as far as recipes go? You know, I've made a few recipes um, with whole wheat flour, and I've, yeah, I've used the same amount. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you could play around with it and try it, but, yeah, I've used the same amount. Okay. Even, I... like, if you're making sweets and stuff, too, you could easily substitute whole wheat flour and make it just a tiny bit healthier. So, okay. again, small changes make a huge difference. Yeah, we'll have to try that. That's that's an easy change. You're the baker. Yeah, that's an easy little thing. I think I could handle because all you got to do is just buy the flour. (laughs) So yeah. So do you have any tips for being on the road and not going for junk food? I mean, what do you do? Do you stop at a grocery store and try to get just uh, beef jerky or protein snacks, or what do I do? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely recommend protein. Um, to keep you full and satiated protein and fats keep you full longer um, but I mean if I personally would probably go to the grocery store and get a couple things at a time and um, if I'm eating fast food you know maybe I get like a protein style burger or something um, or only eat half the bun or maybe need not get fries so yeah. small, you know, small things like that. Just being more aware of your choices. See, we don't right. have the we don't have the protein burger type thing here in Virginia like you guys do in California. It's totally um, different. We don't have the one. we don't yeah. have the wrapped in lettuce option here that, right. that I've seen. Yeah. So yeah, that's throwing the bun out the window, and I feel guilty doing that. You can get, we could get a <laughs> or give it to the chickens or something, but I still feel guilty about yeah. it. We could get a grilled chicken sandwich instead of a yeah. Exactly. Burger or yeah. something. So, yeah. Yeah, easy yeah. things. Like lots of sides and stuff you could do without, you know, just getting the main the main entree at a fast food place and not getting the combo meal, that, that type of thing. Yeah. So what's, what's really frustrating to me is doing research, trying to get in shape and eating right, but it seems like no matter what I do, someone else has science. I'm doing air quotes, science, that says you're doing it wrong, it's frustrating, it's overwhelming. Um, just me doing research about Adkins and, you know, now my Google keeps giving me all these different ads for all these other fad diets and people saying I should, you know, only do a hundred pushups a day and you'll have a killer body or, you know, eat carbs. Carbs isn't the problem. It's, you know, this or only eat protein and everybody 
is coming at you at 50 different angles and you go to different doctors and they recommend different diet plans. It's so overwhelming. That's why we need you. That's, that's why we're calling you. <laughs> it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah and it's, I could see that for sure. Frustrating. There's so much out there on the internet, especially, um, I mean, with that, I would say, you know, to somebody just like, what is your end goal? Like truly, what is your goal that you want from either health and fitness or are you looking for an appearance that you want? And then once you decide that, then you can really dial it down and do what's best for your body. So, you know, some people are super unrealistic with health goals. Like, you know, a 50-year-old woman is not going to get a six-pack anymore. So it's it's just really being realistic about what you want and um, how you want to live your life and, and really fitting it into your current lifestyle. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question because you have triplets and, mm-hmm. and we have twins. And since they're being born, I would usually do a lot of the cooking and I would try and do healthier meals. But I don't have time because I, I breastfeed. I have to breastfeed every three hours, which is, you know, if you start at two o'clock, you're going to start again at five o'clock. So really, it's not a total of three hours off between. Sure. Um, so cooking has kind of gone to the wayside and we've done a lot of like things that Wes can do. So it's frozen foods and things. Um, it's kind of still a little bit of survival mode with breastfeeding. Plus I homeschool my daughter who's nine years old and that takes up a lot of the day. Um, do you have any recommendations for that? Like shorter Meals, I don't really, yes, I know what I'm asking. What am I asking? You're right. I don't know. You're right. asking what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally get it with the multiples. It's the time, and people even who don't have kids and just full-time jobs, you know, time is always an issue for people. So um, what I would recommend doing, you know, you could do it with frozen foods too, is making um, like the one-sheet pan, one-sheet pan meals are awesome. So you just, you can even do it very simple, just get a bunch of frozen veggies, um, get a couple of chicken breasts, season it very basic, and just bake it. So the prep time is, you know, five minutes, um, and they just throw it in the oven, bake it. You can even do, you know, extra, so that way you have Nothing. extra servings, leftovers for lunch, for dinner, and that way, you you know, you don't have to think about what you're eating for lunch the next day. It's just in the fridge, ready to go. Yeah. And have a healthy, healthy option. Yeah. So I do that a lot. Um, I'll make extra of whatever I'm doing. And that way it's just quick, easy. I have it in the fridge. And again, it could be as simple as opening a frozen bag of vegetables, frozen chicken, and baking it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like a lot of the, the healthier meals that I, I make, it's everything's from scratch. And so it just takes a lot longer. And, you know when you don't have, yeah, because we work from home, so to book shows and things, when we're not on the road doing our magic shows, and I'm home, I I don't, you know, and I didn't have twin babies, I had the time, and I was fine with doing that, and making stuff from scratch, it was fine, but boy, your time gets sucked up once you have babies, and I just, like, we're just, we were, we went to Sam's Club, and just bought a whole bunch of just, like, ready-made meals, and it's like, that's, that's nice for, for convenience, but I'm not sure it's exactly very healthy. So, <laughs> yeah. you get all added, 
you know, sodium and all that kind of stuff. Right, but exactly. What I love doing is, I don't know if you guys have a crock pot, but yes. I love just to throw some stuff in a crock pot and let it just cook and then have that pretty much uh, all day as well. So yeah. um, chili in there sometimes or just like let the meat marinate and do like shredded chicken and you can do, you can get some tortillas and make tacos, you know, have, have some options with that meat in the fridge. Yeah, that's a good idea. If you could eat some... Uh, carbs there, hun. We could do that. You can still do it. You can still do it. Too, you and I know, but he's 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 all in on the Atkins right now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no there's it's stubbornness there. There's no um there's no leeway. I'm a week and a half in. I'm down ten pounds, and if I went to carbs right now, it would mess up my body. I'm gonna have to go it so slow to get back on it. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. I yeah, awesome. Great job. Hey, thanks. I I mean. I've been working out a little bit, but I haven't really hit the gym. Uh, we just—I haven't had a time, and I have a gym in my backyard. That's the thing. It's just quit making excuses and do it. I'm in a pandemic. There's no reason. So yesterday I did five miles. We have hiking trails here at the property, so I, I you know, went hiking. I have a tree house that's uh, twenty some feet in the air. So I have uh, two flights of stairs. So on my trail, I make it a a thing to jog up the stairs and jog back down. So I'm running a flight, you know, two flights of stairs every every lap I make in my trails, and there you go. I, I try to make it fun, and I'm out in nature, and I'm getting some vitamin D, and you know, trying to get yeah. some sunlight. So I'm yeah, trying. he can he can get out there, but I'm I, at that point I'm She's I'm teaching again. school or and or breastfeeding, yeah. And so by the time I get all of that stuff done, school done, and things around the house done that I got to get done, and office work, it's dark outside. <laughs> I can't go walking on the trails. <laughs> yeah yeah and that's one of the cool things about you know the online coaching that i discovered is that um you know you can do these workouts 20 30 minutes if you have a couple pieces of equipment at home um you can really do a lot yeah. you can do a lot with one weight so yeah you know as long as you can dedicate at least 20 minutes a couple times a week that's really all you need okay yeah i have a um what is it called a postpartum a postnatal workout oh. DVD, and I, I've been doing that, but it's been off and on, and um, but I, I have been trying, but I need to get back on it. I have to get, I have to get the rest of this baby weight off. It's sad. So <laughs> yeah, and um, but you said the main thing after giving birth is you know rehab after birth was super important, and I never thought about it as rehab, but I mean I can't hug her if I touch her belly. Five months after giving birth, she gets mad at me because it's still, it's asleep. It's numb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did you have a C-section? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Naturally, I just stretched so much, the nerves got messed up. The doctor said right. it could take up to a year for it to be back to normal. But I, it's hard to describe the feeling. I, tell, I told him, it feels like he's reaching inside of me and touching my insides. And it's very uncomfortable because yeah. I can't feel the outside, but I can feel the pressure of him touching me on the inside. And it's just, it's, it's, you know, gives you the chills. Yeah. And Madeline, she's taller than I am. So, I mean, you know, when I hug her, her boobs in my ear. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just hugging her. It's, I'm not picking on her. I'm not poking and being silly. I'm just, that, right. that's at my regular height to hug her. Yeah, just a regular basic uh, yeah. Yeah. hug. Yeah. Right. So. so, tell me about rehab. I never thought about it as rehab. So, the, the importance and the, the floor that you said you had to do, I, I don't know yeah. all the lingo. So, 
yeah, this goes for, you know, um, postnatal work as well as just anybody who really um, is looking to strengthen their core and kind of get back into shape as far as um, core movement. But, you know, we have like a layer of muscles. They're called the stabilization muscles. And those are all those little muscles in the pelvic floor um, that is technically part of the core. And when those don't function well, it's really easy to get an injury um, and back pain, especially um, when you do, you know, typical core exercises like crunches and, you know, twists and all that kind of stuff. So it's really important to get those strong first before you move into any other exercises that could, especially for women post post birth, um, could really damage those muscles without strengthening. So again, the rehab side of it is more pelvic floor work. Um, and this, and it's good for anyone, not just, you know, postnatal. So is that Kegels doing Kegels? Yep. That's a part of it. And then, um, just like little, uh, pelvic tilts on the floor. So really just strengthening those, those inner muscles, lots of, lots of different exercises you could do within it. Um, there's like dead bugs and, you know, a bunch of exercises that you could do. Okay. Did you say dead bugs or bed bugs? <laughs> dead bug. So it's basically an exercise when you lie on your back and then you have your arms up towards the ceiling, legs up towards the ceiling, and then you kind of alternate them together. So I guess technically you look like a dead bug oh, on the floor. Oh, okay. I got I it now. see. I got That's it. I got funny. It. Dead bug. Yeah. Never I, heard I, of that I, before. Me neither. No. It, yeah, I totally get it though. Yeah. I've definitely been doing lots of Kegels. So, um... But I hadn't been doing anything else. And then I had seen online and different things where people were saying, you know, after you give birth, um, even after you're cleared after the six weeks to work out, don't do crunches. You'll mess up your um, your stomach muscles. It's like, they're like a lot of women have, I can't remember what it's called, but it's um, a separation yeah, of the abs or something. Yeah, it's when the, the abs actually like tear in half. So how do you know if you have that or not and shouldn't do crunches? Well, you could tell if you lie on your back and you, um, so it's like the muscles that are right under like your sternum. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually it's better if you have somebody do it. You can't do it to yourself. You have to have somebody do it to you. But you take either two or three finger widths. And if you can feel in between those muscles more than two finger widths, then you have it. Oh. Um, and basically if you have three or four finger widths, like you, it's, you have to go to physical therapy to correct it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So two is pretty minor and you can, um, you can kind of work around it yourself, but three or more, they recommend seeing an actual physical therapist for it. So if there's no, no, um, break between it is when you don't have it. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Yes. All right. And then you'd be fine to do crunches and all the ab work. You're not going to make things worse. No. Okay. And what about the two width? Will you make things worse if it's two width and you do crunches and and all? There's Yeah, you definitely have to. So part of being pre- and postnatal certified is that you learn which exercises aggravate it and which ones are better for it. So again, you have to be strengthening your pelvic floor muscles before you move into the crunches and stuff. Right. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a part of it. 
Okay. I was shocked to see her do this uh, postpartum workout because it looked like she was doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, a dead bug totally makes sense because it looked like she was just laying there <laughs> at some parts. So, but it was, it, was, it was a workout. I was yeah, exhausted definitely. afterwards. Some of those basic movements that you wouldn't even think are hard are pretty challenging to do. Yeah. See? See? I, I believe you, but the I... Personal I was... trainer agrees with me. <laughs> yeah, but just getting back to normal, it's not, it's, it's not an easy task. And nobody tells you these things, you know? Giving birth and having children is just this wonderful, miraculous thing. And, and nobody tells you about the hard parts. Nobody tells you about, you know, trying to get your body back afterwards or... Even the things during pregnancy that, that happen to you that, that are not fun. No one tells you about those things. They only tell you about the, you know, wonderful baby that comes afterwards. Which they're wonderful babies, but they don't tell you about the, you know, the crying or the, <laughs> or the rehab you have to do afterwards with your body. And just, you know, and especially after this birth I know it took me longer you know lots of people are saying you know you breastfeed you're really going to lose the weight you're going to lose it like that it's going to be so fast and I did not experience that with my daughter and um I had a hard time it was I think I was wearing maternity clothes a year after I gave birth to her and I was doing everything I could and now having twins, people were like, oh. Nine years later. Yeah, nine years later, I had twins. Advanced maternal age. Oh, hush your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, I, people are like, well, you're going to be breastfeeding too. So you, you are definitely going to lose it quick. And here I am five months out. I still have a belly pooch. I'm still in maternity clothes. It's sad to say, but it's true. And um, I, I get very discouraged a lot. Um, Wes can tell you, I, I get down on myself a lot. And so I, you know, I told the, the doctor when I was there that I was really trying to, trying to get back, you know, I definitely have my discouraging days and I'll, I'll you know, I'll give up. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm trying. And she was like, well, don't expect to be back to normal till you know, maybe a year out. Um, <laughs> Don't expect to be out of maternity clothes at the earliest of six months. But then, I, you know, then I have a sister who just had a baby and she'll be in her normal clothes. I mean, she had her baby last Friday. She's probably going to be in her, she's probably already in her regular clothes. She bounces back. But Uber she was also fast. adopted. It's not the same genetics. No, it's not the same genetics, but still. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, it's so true. I just, I don't well, hear I, anything. She was yeah struggling you know with the body image and stuff and it's like you do have to remember that like four months five months is really not that long and it definitely takes some time for the body to change and get back to normal and um it is a lot of work but you know you can do it you just have to find something that that works for you and stick with it and and know that you're gonna have off days and just have to hop right back on and and you'll make progress so is it normal for me to still have a belly pooch i mean that's normal at five months out? I mean, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Look, I've talked to um, it's a couple of my clients. You know, they, they're a year out, and they still have they still have the belly pooch, which we're working on. But yeah, uh, in West Europe, it does genetics play a huge role as well. You know, it's just everyone's different, and there are those women who literally give birth, and the next day they're just like, it looks like they have a six-pack still. So, you know, it's well, just crazy. Well, I mean... 
yeah, I have a little bit sister, of hate in my heart for those people. Just a little bit. <laughs> she can't she can't compare herself to her adopted sister. I mean her No, I know. Her sister's um Asian right. and 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 tiny to begin with. So, you know, when she was nine months pregnant, she looked like Natalie at three months pregnant. I mean she barely right. had a you know, so you can't do that, honey. And you know, no, I realize that it's just a, a that's just another thing that people don't talk about. So I feel like I'm not the norm at five months post birth to still have a belly pooch. I feel like I'm definitely not normal because it seems like everything you see, especially out in media and everything, these people, I guess they have cooks and personal trainers and everything else. They bounce back fast. And it's like, yeah. they can't all have the same genetics. I mean, it's, it's so it, you know, it's discouraging to see that and not to have, you know, people like me out there that are like, hey, it's okay five months post-birth to have a belly. <laughs> it's okay, you know, I, it's so. Okay. Yeah, it is okay. I mean, you just gave birth to two babies, so. Right, yes, and I try and tell myself that, but. It's it's still discouraging sometimes. It still gets to me. Madeline, are, are most of your clients also use you as therapy, like Natalie? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. 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 I mean, you have to. You got to be friends with your personal trainer because you got to let them know everything and just lay it all out and tell them when you cheat and when you're you know when you're feeling good and when you're feeling bad. They need to know that. I think it's important. Exactly. You know, sometimes because I was an in-person trainer for I mean years. Um, until kind of COVID happened and they went fully online, but uh, like a lot of times on my in-person sessions, like we would work out for half a session and then talk about their life for the second half of the session. So yeah, I mean, it's, which is, I love, it's super fun, you know, getting to know everyone and, but yeah, it's definitely a part of the job and, you know, working around all that life stuff too. Yeah. Well, plus I, I just want to get her opinion if it really was normal to still have a belly pooch. So. No, you're good. You're good. No, because I know it. I know it is. I know it does happen. Because every time I've went to a gym and had a trainer, you know, I back then I was dating and I, I would talk about I would talk about everything. And it just, you know, like two girlfriends just talking, but we're working out and sweating together as well. You know. Yep. Exactly. That's just the way it happens. Well, let's turn it back to me, Madeline. Oh, so after, <laughs> I've been taking up too much of your time. After forty, weight loss is. You, there, you don't get a manual with the human body. And everybody said that it's going to hit. It's going to hit. Anytime I've ever put on five pounds, I was able to take it off really fast. Uh-oh, I better, I better act right and I weigh myself within. Natalie used to get mad at me. I'd weigh myself within a couple days of, you know, doing real hard in the gym and it would be off. But now it seems like it doesn't move. So what are the ages that you train people? I mean, all ages? Just, um, but my kind of specialty is um, women and men 50 and above. Um, okay. I, don't know, I just happened to, when, again, in-person training, that's just kind of the natural gravitation to clients that I had. And right. then the clients that I got. Uh, I love working with, not not older, because you're not old, but, you know, uh, not, not 20-year-olds either. So um, it's just really, really fun to to show people their capability you know when you get into that mindset like oh my gosh I'm so old and my body is just so tired and I can't do anything um it's really fun to see to see how how strong you really can be at that age so yeah I really love working with that kind of population um and it's true your body changes so much and you know hormones and all that kind of stuff 
and so it's just kind of finding the right the right fit for your your own body and i think covid stress i mean just just the stress of covid and as a magician doing 400 shows a year doing you know zero 12 shows last year it just it's very stressful i have a new family it's stress stress eating (laughs) you know it's everything And I'm sure you were moving a lot more too when you're doing your shows and stuff. I mean, just movement alone, you know, you burn so many calories. Well, and we're like furniture movers is what they call illusionists because you're bringing in big equipment and you're unloading a trailer twice a day sometimes. Yep. So, yeah. So that's probably a huge part of it for you. It's just, you know, you're not moving as much as you were. And that's just a lot of calories that you're, you know, you're not burning anymore, so. And my wife uh, watching the baking channel and making cupcakes and desserts because <laughs> we actually had time because we're always on the road. We never have time to make anything, you know. The only time we have cakes in the house is if it's somebody's birthday. But during COVID, she was trying different things out and I was eating it. Dag on it. <laughs> I admit it. I admit it. <laughs> we all were enjoying it very much. Yeah, we we stopped that. So with the (laughs) with the fit mothers of multiples group, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of wives tales. Of you know, I've I've heard the wives tale of, you know, now that you are you breastfeeding, good, because you won't have to work out. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna suck that weight right off of you. I I can account for that not being true. But but we both heard it. We've heard that so much too, and. I think it's true for some people, but other people, it's not true. I don't think it's for every single person. You're just going to automatically lose weight. I mean, I can tell. I can definitely tell. I get hungry a lot more often, and I definitely have to drink my water because I otherwise I'm just dying of thirst. So I drink a ton of water to be able to yeah, keep up. Um, but I, it's not a miracle weight loss thing for me. Uh, if I, you know... If I have a dessert, I'm probably not going to lose weight the next day. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I think that just depends, too, on, like, how much people eat, you know, in general. Um, Not necessarily. Because you burn more calories when you breastfeed, so that's kind of where that whole thing comes into play. Right. So if you're not eating a lot and you're burning extra calories, then, yeah, you're going to lose weight. But, you know, you do have to eat enough, probably more than you normally would, to produce milk and you know, make sure you're getting the milk that you want for the babies. So especially with twins. Um, right. So again, I think it just depends on the person and just like how much they're eating in the day. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to not cut back too much because I don't want to mess up the milk supply, but I'm yeah. also, you know, <laughs> there are days when I seriously go to bed and my, my stomach is rumbling as I'm climbing in bed cause I'm hungry. But it's like, if I eat any more, I'm, it's too much. I can't eat anything else today. But I'm I'm hungry still, and I'm trying to eat the right things. I'm trying to eat more protein. I mean, he's doing Atkins full on, but it does leak out into the rest of our because we're all trying to. I I don't want to make two different dinners, so yeah. you know we're we're eating more protein as a family really, and mm-hmm. less carbs as a family. But I will have a sandwich with bread on it instead of just eating the meat out of the bread type thing um so i am trying to do better and less carbs and things like that and healthy eating but i do find myself being hungry when i'm doing well i do end up losing weight and i don't think it's messing with my milk supply but i'm hungry when i'm losing weight 
I, and I don't know how to, and I'm drinking tons of water because I know you can feel hungry when you're dehydrated as well. Um, yep. So I am drinking a lot of water. I have, I've kept that jug that I got from the hospital that has 32 ounces. I drink a good three to four of those a day. Um, so I know I'm drinking enough, but yeah, I don't know why I'm hungry. Like you are. So. I mean, yeah, and I wouldn't recommend like dieting to anyone who's breastfeeding, um, you know, but yeah, you definitely want to get enough calories in when the breastfeeding is happening. And um, generally, if you feel like you're hungry, you're probably not getting enough food. Um, yeah, like you said, you just want to make sure you're eating the right things. Right. And right. I feel like I am. And when I am on the right track and I'm eating the right things and I feel like I should I should have had enough servings because I'll eat an extra, you know, a little extra meat or I'll have a, uh, an, an extra sandwich or something. But I'm still hungry and I don't know, I don't know how to fix yeah. that. So. Yeah, you're just burning, I mean, you're burning lots of calories right now. Breastfeeding, so that's probably what it is. And yeah. your, your body is just going through the food, you know, for that energy and, and milk supply. Yeah. And do you know how many calories that you that you eat off the top of your head? Just curious. No. No, I haven't been counting calories. Uh-uh. But, I mean, I, I could start. If, if, I, ate, if I ate 1,500, you're eating at least 2,000. Okay. But I'm not. You're not eating three thousand. I mean, no, you're not. You're not doing anything crazy. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, three thousand is is a good number. You know, I always for women. I always who are looking to lose weight. I always give them a number uh, between you know sixteen hundred to eighteen hundred, something like that, depending on you know their their size and height and that kind of thing. Okay. Well, Natalie's five eleven, and um, I think I think she's probably doing around two. And plus, she's got twins. She's breastfeeding. Is yeah, that... two thousand great. Yeah, okay. I think I think yeah. Okay. She's a bit the higher end of that. Yeah. So, what's some of your favorite things? Do you have uh, some awesome success stories with your business and the uh, the online training or in person training? Uh, yeah, I mean, let's see. In person training, you know, I've helped I've helped lots of people, and um, like I said, my favorite thing is working with um, working with a lot of women. Um, I work with men too, but I don't know. I have a better connection in person training women, um, and it's just awesome to see you know the confidence in people go up like that who are you know fifty five and up um, who think they're just like it's over for them, it's too late, that kind of thing, and just um, seeing them move their bodies like they never thought they could again, and just the confidence really and energy i love seeing people have more energy that's like life right there because without energy who are we it's a it's a weird catch-22 because when you don't work out you don't have energy to work out no and that's like a really hard part about starting a program it's just like the energy is not there right that's one of the hard things about not convincing but like telling my clients that like I promise like two three weeks in you're going to feel so much better and you're going to have so much energy and of course, you know, two, three weeks in, they just are like, oh my God, I feel like a whole different person. So I love seeing that. That's like the best. How many, how many days a week do you recommend somebody working out? 
I mean, if you're just starting brand new, probably like three, three to four days. And again, it depends on what you're looking to do. I mostly do, you know, strength training. So if you're brand new to strength and resistance training with weights and stuff, and not have super heavy weights, but even just body weight stuff, uh-huh. um, definitely probably three days a week to start just because your body may get a little bit sore and you have to recover properly. So yeah, three three days and then eventually, you know, four days. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I, I get on to when I get into working out it's almost like I feel guilty if I skip a day a week and so it's like well how how many days a week should I really realistically be aiming to get a week so okay that's good to know and here's another thing I I would like to um ask you as far as stretching goes um I always tell Wes because you know after after you work out you should stretch you should warm up and then afterwards stretch because your muscles are warm and you need to stretch to get them. Is is that not a thing? Because he hates to stretch. He doesn't want to stretch. Um, it's a thing. I don't think there's actual though evidence that proves whether it's better to do it before or after. Um, so, or you could do it a whole separate day. So I don't okay. think there's like an actual evidence that you know if you do it after your workout, it's gonna be better. But you could like say on your rest day or off day, you could do 15 minutes of stretching and just make it like a separate thing. But yeah, it's definitely important to stretch, especially for you, magicians fitting in boxes. Um, you know, so yeah. See, she's going. Huh. I don't know if you heard that or not. But here's the thing: it's it. You know, if I'm lifting weight or I'm working out hard, you feel it. You, I, I don't. I don't feel the relief or on workout DVDs and then they go, oh, do you feel that stretch? Oh, I can feel it open. And no, I don't. I, I don't feel, I feel like I'm just moving my arm to the left and holding it. I, no, it doesn't do anything for me. It's just weird. Yeah. I'd rather get in a hot tub and relieve that, you know, soreness or whatever later on. That That's yeah, more my speed. That, that works too, you know, and it definitely loosens up the muscles and you may not be that tight. I don't know. Um, some, some people are super tight. <laughs> now he gave me a so <laughs> I just always heard it was good to stretch so that you you know I don't it was a good recovery thing for after you've done a workout to to stretch. So figure yeah, I'd ask yeah. the professional. <laughs> it is it is good to stretch for sure. Um, but it's also possible to overstretch and, you know, there's a thing that's like you have your underactive muscles and your overactive muscles and uh, you want to be stretching your underactive muscles, not your overactive. So you want to be stretching the right muscles that you need to stretch. So it's not good necessarily just to stretch, just to stretch, but you definitely want to touch on the ones that you need. So it's different for everyone. Like, you know, sometimes if you're sitting at a desk all day, then I would recommend you know, opening up your chest and, and stretching your chest, or some people have tight legs. It just really depends on the person. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I was I, I was just curious about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer is yes. Stretch. There you go. Are you a, are you a fan of yoga? Do you recommend yoga to your clients? As far as uh, isn't that just a constant stretch, or is that? I mean, I know you're working muscles as well, but I feel like each pose is just a, a stretch and hold. Yeah, totally. Yoga's great. Yoga's great. I mean, if I, I always say if you enjoy yoga, go for it. But if you, like, hate it, then, then what's the point? But, um, yeah, yoga's awesome. It gives you a good, nice stretch. There's different types, too. Some some yoga, the poses are held longer. And some yoga classes, it's like a constant flow through the positions. So, yeah, it just depends on which one. 
I'm too I'm too ADD or something. It it's not enough movement. It's not enough. I'm ready for something else. I'm I'm bored. Yeah, and you got to so. You you're oh, okay. Good good. I I feel yeah, guilty. No, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not like, trying to make excuses. Talking, I want to be moving. I want to be sweating. That's just my my style for myself. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he likes to to do the stuff that makes him sweat real good too. He doesn't unless he breaks a, a good sweat. I don't think he really feels like he's worked out much. Doesn't count, right? Yeah, I think that's what what he thinks, and then, yeah, so, which is fine. That's fine if that makes if that makes you feel good. That's what you should do. I I think, but. So, um, is that your triplets? Is that your only children? Yep, that's it. And nice. and four months old. Four months. They'll be four months on Friday. Three girls. Yeah. Wow. Oh no! Now you have to tell the story real quick. You <laughs> thought you were having twins, but then you ended up having triplets. You got to tell me. You got to tell the oh, story. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's really a story for just. It's crazy. So yeah, um, my wife got pregnant actually last March. So the very beginning of the quarantine lockdown whatever mm-hmm. and we went into our eight-week appointment and found out we were having twins which is like a total surprise because we actually didn't do IVF it was just a, like a natural it just happened naturally um and so that was a shock yeah. twins and so she had like I don't know 12 or 13 ultrasound appointments and literally none of them saw the third baby so we had the third triplet went undetected for nine months so wow. we thought we were having twins the whole nine months we have our uh i think she was 35 weeks and like four days we had our scheduled c-section and we had it that early because um one of them was had iugr so she wasn't really growing as much as they would like so they wanted to kind of get her out okay so that's the only reason why i went in so early um at 35 weeks for twins and um, so we had our appointment at 9 a.m., and during the C-section, they found a third baby. Just, like, total shock, total surprise. Oh, my um, goodness. The first two came out. The first one was, I think, born at 10.24, second one at 10.26, and, like, we thought we were done. We made it. We're like, okay, this is awesome. Let's go to our room. And then four minutes later, the doctor was like, there's another baby. And everyone was just, like, floored, shocked. Wow, wow. It's a girl. You have three girls. It was, yeah, it was very emotional and just shocking, and, and it was awesome. I mean, it was, we didn't really have time to think about it or, you know, adjust to it. It's just like, okay, we have three babies now, so let's do this. Wow, because, I mean, okay, so we found out five months in that we had twins. Um, okay. every I had, time I had no early ultrasound cause it took us over a year to get pregnant. So I knew all my dates, so I didn't have an early ultrasound. So our first ultrasound was to find out whether we were having one boy or one girl. <laughs> and um, anytime they ever did the heartbeat on her belly, you know, you read left to right. So he put that monitor on her belly on the left side and found the heartbeat. Oh, there it is. I found it already. Here it is. And he, you know, it's healthy. It's good. So when we go to find out the sex. They're like, that's the skull, that's the backbone, that's the heart, that's the arm, that's the hand. Well, it looks like it's holding a ball. What is it holding? And the nurse says, that, that's another head. And then she pushes herself away from the desk and leaves the room. And on her way out, she says, I'm not qualified for twins. You're going to have to hold on a while because the other lady that was qualified was with a patient. And we just wow. looked at each other and our 
jaws hit the floor. It, we were in shock. But you know, yeah. I heard I I heard your story, and I was like, well, at least maybe we found out late, but at least we knew ahead of time. That right. we were yeah, I mean, how do you how does your stroller work? I mean, triplets. That's that's a lot of questions here. Yeah, you have right. a, a lot yeah. to add on. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I mean, we had two of everything. So we we bought, I mean, we bought two cribs. We bought two bassinets. We had a double stroller. Um, and the only really thing that was super important that we got right away was a third car seat. And then we actually just used a double stroller and we got the same one in a single. Because, like, at this okay. point, I don't think there's going to be one person with the three of them for a while. So right. it's like two people can, can push them. So yeah, we made it work, but it, it was definitely been an adjustment. I bet, but that's, that's just amazing. That's, that's amazing. I don't know. I would have been just in shock and just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I would have handled it, but that's awesome that you guys have three beautiful little girls. I've yeah, seen pictures on Facebook good, and they so. are just the cutest, cutest little girls. We were so, in yeah. shock finding out at five months, the day of, and finding out in the operating room that would be wow a whole nother level yeah, yeah. so Pretty amazing crazy. yeah yeah wow yeah so well before we wrap everything up is there anything else you'd like to get out before i do the plugs for your website and everything um i mean no i mean just appreciate you guys having me and talking about it again you know my philosophy is you know overall wellness and helping people with it all as a whole versus that, you know, all or nothing mentality and, and really learning how to kind of get out of that and make some lifelong changes. So that's kind of my, my viewpoint on it all. And, um, yeah, again, thanks so much for having me today. Thank you. And, um, just stay on the line cause we're going to do some plugs real quick and then, uh, we'll wrap everything up with you after we finish these plugs. Hold on one second. Uh, it's Madeline Schwartz Training. Madeline, I, I told you, hold on a second. Is that a normal spelling of Madeline? I had such a hard time making notes. Is that a normal Madeline, spelling? It's a French, French spelling. So it, it, spell it for everybody. MadelineSchwartzTraining.com. So it is? It's uh, M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E. Schwartz, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z, Training.com. Perfect. Perfect. And you got the Facebook group, Fit Mothers of Multiples. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting us pick your brain. Yes. Thank you for being on here. Guys, check her out. She knows what she's doing. She's got, um, she's certified in all these different things, and she will help you out, and she will get you in shape. So um, thank you, Madeline. You're awesome. And you. um, tonight on Jewel TV, they're airing episode one of season two called COVID Quarantine, The Beginning. Jewel TV is on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, the Jewel TV app, and tons of other places. It's in over 100 million households. All you have to do is look for it. You'll find it. On March 26th at 7 p.m., we'll be performing our Magic and Illusion show live on stage but zoomed into your living room. This is a fundraising show for a couple different schools, and your purchase will truly help them out. For tickets, check out my events page at wesisley.com. And on April 17th at 6.30, we'll be performing at Goochland County Parks and Rec. Uh, for tickets, go to goochlandva.us. This will be a live and in-person show, and all COVID regulations will be observed. So if you want to check that out, that's goochlandva.us. See, See you, you next week. week. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Express Copy and Graphics. Mention promo code Wes Isley to get 10% off. 
Their website is expresscopy.com. That's X-P-R-E-S-S-C-O-P-Y.com. They do it all. Copies, banners, signs, vehicle wraps, promo items, practically anything you need printed, they can do it for you. These guys are great. Check them out. Check us out online at WesIsley.com and Patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley for behind-the-scenes videos, blooper videos, never-before-seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I.